0: Engage is a call to action, a challenge to make a difference, an imperative to serve, a directive to be the church, advancing the kingdom and transforming our city. And now, the host of Engage, Gene Hildebrand. Hi, this is Gene Hildebrand, your host for today's show. I want to thank you for giving us the gift of your time. And listening in today, I know your time is valuable, and we want to make sure that uh, we honor that and give you a, a significant return on your investment. And we do that by uh, bringing uh, Christian leaders in the community uh, who are doing some pretty interesting and intriguing and even at times awe-inspiring kinds of things to share with you in the hopes that it will inspire you to become engaged, to come alongside of their ministries and what they're doing, or to find another uh, venue uh, that suits you and your gifts. And today, I'm very excited to introduce to you uh, Pastor Ken Hicks of Heights Community Church.
1: Thank you, Gene. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Welcome, man. I, I'm, I'm so pleased to have the opportunity to, to connect with you personally. Uh, I've known you of you Uh, for a good long while through our mutual friend Bill Loveless at the Crisis Life Ministries. This is the first time we've had the opportunity to sit down, so we're going to make the most of it.
1: It is. It's really (laughs) a privilege to be here, and certainly, as we said earlier, I love Bill, and he's made an impact on my life and shared how he has yours.
0: You know, Ken, uh, one of the things that I think is is a misunderstanding or misnomer uh, about the grace message uh, Hmm. or the exchanged life is that people get the sense that it's uh, uh, just kind of sitting around and waiting for God to do something, you know, and, mm. and uh, that, it's a, that it's kind of a, almost an apathetic sort of an approach to Christianity. But, uh, you know, you are a, an excellent example, I think, <laughs> of the fact that those of us who have exchanged our life for Christ's life find ourselves involved and committed and engaged more than we ever have in our entire lives and uh certainly that seems to be the case with you tell us uh, the kinds of things that you're uh, doing right now
1: well let me let me hit on what you said there just for a second first and then I'll share sure. a little bit but you know I think the interesting thing is is most of the time that's because we're we're eating the buffet that we've been served within the confines of our our spiritual life forever and so We have to do all of these things the moment we Mm -hmm. begin a journey with god well then here's the things you have to start doing right um and there's there's a failure to ever realize that hey his last last words were it is finished the finished Mm -hmm. work of Mm -hmm. christ is already in you Mm -hmm. um so it's not about me going to to do stuff for him but living from him amen and i think that's just a process that you know bill helped me begin to see several years ago and but it was a transition from I used to be a leader within the church at a, in the driver's seat, and and I would pray every single morning and say, "Okay, God, you know, here's what's on the agenda today. This is the best that I know. So, hey, you bless it and let's rock and roll. And I'm mm-hmm. your guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, moved from the driver's seat to the passenger seat, uh, and said, "Okay, God, I'll, I'll let you drive your car." Yeah. Uh, but it was a driver's ed car where I had a break over here on this side, and I I could let God know He was about to miss the turn up here, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then finally took the breakaway, and then ultimately have gotten to this really special place that I get to rest today, which is in the back seat of a limo, with with the window up, and and he's driving, and literally every day has uh, an agenda to it, but it but I don't I don't really care if it plays its way out. I'm yeah. I'm in the back seat, and he stops, and when he stops, I get out. And if that's if that's at two forty five, up here in an appointment to to record a yeah. podcast or or a radio, great. Yeah. If I hadn't gotten here today because he stopped the car somewhere else, right? I'd have been okay with that too. And that that's a that's a space that is a really special place to to live and to exist, but not one that I think many many of followers of Jesus are receiving from a teaching perspective. And so, mm-hmm. so that's where the battle is really interesting because they're just eating what we're serving. I'm just not sure we're serving the right meal, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, I just uh, I know
0: that as we uh, share with people that it's not about a performance and it's not mm-hmm. about what we do and that we're not going to please God one iota more than we already please Him and those kinds of things. Uh, or, or even talking about entering His rest, mm-hmm. you know. The, the people, people tend to perceive that as meaning that they don't do anything. Right. And, and that's, that's not what we're saying at all. In fact, like you were saying, when we're living from Christ or living from his Spirit, we find ourselves engaged in ways that we never imagined we could be engaged before.
1: Well, and part of it's just really scary because when I want to live that way, then he engages me with what he chooses. yes. Versus when I want to enter into this world of, hey, I'm going to go check the boxes and I'm going to I'm going to make sure that my report card, so to speak, stands up and and I make all A's. I'm going to go choose the subjects that I want to participate in. (laughs) Um, And we like that control a whole lot better than we do raising the the window of the limo and just allowing God to he, he might take us into a place of pain. Mm-hmm. He might take us into a place of of cancer. He mm-hmm. might take us into a place of unemployment so that that he can show himself mm-hmm. good and sovereign to someone around us. It may have nothing to do with us other than we're simply the vessel that he chooses to use. Mm-hmm. And so so resting in that place for many is a it's a scary place, but once you're there and have begun to experience it, I I think what I would offer is I I don't want to be in another place. Yeah. I don't want back in the driver's seat because I have the responsibility of where the vehicle goes.
0: Absolutely, man. I mean, once once we've experienced his grace and his life, I mean, there ain't no going back. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there, no, question. There is no way we'd ever want to go back, for sure. Well, again, uh, you're doing a lot of things in the, in the community. You're uh, heavily involved in a number of different activities. Uh, in addition to being the pastor of Heights Community Church, tell us what else is going on.
1: So, I coach basketball at San Antonio Christian School here mm-hmm. in San Antonio, so that um, feeds the the competitive need in my life <laughs> to be able to get in and 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 to and it's a youth ministry of sorts mm-hmm. as well with these young I'm men sure that, that God channels across our path every single season and that fluctuates and so it's a it's a phenomenal place to just overflow what God's doing in us into the lives of, of these young men and because it's at a christian school we don't we don't have to beat around any bush so you know, our morning starts every morning at 530 when we're at practice in, in the word and in a huddle and in prayer. And we embrace that. And that's a part of our culture. Um, and it's OK. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I really enjoy that process. Uh, and then I'm also the CEO of a consulting company called 360 Enrichment Group, uh, where we proactively partner with businesses to to build healthier marriages, um, which, again, for me, is just a, another ministry deposit. Sure. I'm sitting in, in the corporate workplace with, with a business who will write a check for us to come in and help men and women experience a healthier, thriving um, marriage is, is you know, it's it's another place to just overflow what God's doing. So. Mm,
0: absolutely. So I'm hearing that there's a strong emphasis on the family, really, and all of the work that you're doing.
1: Uh, uh, no doubt. From, from our church, which we would say is a family ministry model church, mm-hmm. um, and that's very different than many churches today so we're not program driven we're we're family driven how do we empower moms and dads to be the lead disciples in the lives of their their children and i think you go back to to deuteronomy that was moses's command when they go to bed when they wake up when you're on the road that it's our job to disciple our parents and as Mm. churches many times we, we've just developed programs, and again, they're just eating the buffet we're serving. Mm-hmm. If I give you a place to come drop your kids mm-hmm. to grow in Christ over and over and over again, why would you do it? Yeah. yeah. So instead, our role is to empower mom and dad with resources and understanding and training and give them the things they need to do that, and then we, we're plan B. We come alongside and partner with them in that journey, um, but we're by no means a, a plan A model in that process Um, So it's family there. It's family in the locker room with these guys. Yeah. Um, And then it's family with with couples as we just really try to say, hey, how can I I give you some tools? Every marriage is moving. The only question is what direction, what day, and sometimes multiple directions in a day. Right. Uh, Sometimes those are our fault. You know, I I know I do some things to offend my sweet bride at times, and and we're moving in a less healthy way that particular day. Um, And there are other times life just sets in. Somebody gets a medical diagnosis, a, mm-hmm. a parent gets a, a diagnosis, and all of a sudden they've got Alzheimer's and they come to live with us. And it has an impact on our marriage that we didn't do anything to, to quote, unquote, deserve or to cause. Yeah, yeah. But we are experiencing it now. Right. You know, right. and, and so just because it's moving in a less healthy direction doesn't always mean people are doing things wrong. It does mean we still need tools to figure out how to get it back in a, in a direction that is experiencing all God has for us in that covenant. So. Well, I
0: know part of your uh, journey has led you uh, from or through a mega church experience and into actually a home church experience. Uh, did you start Heights Community in your home? Is that how that began? We did,
1: yeah. It, uh, it birthed out of a, a living room, a meeting room, a condo meeting space. That was a public meeting space, and and, and we launched in two thousand nine. So, um, leaving a just a phenomenal church and enjoyed our season at, at Community Bible Church here uh-huh. in San Antonio, um, and and starting from you know pretty much nothing was was a crazy, crazy calling for sure. But God kind of works that way sometimes.
0: What an incredible transition that must have been. Uh, well, it still is. Yeah. you
1: know 9 9 years into the process or 8 8 years into the process you know it's a roller coaster that um God is always showing himself sovereign uh along the way uh but man there's there's you know there's your flesh in Christ tension you know you you you've seen you've experienced what you think it's supposed to look like and then your flesh wrestles with the void that it's not there uh whether that's a, a number of people that are attending a service whether that's budgeting that that you're having to try to figure out and deal with whether it's um, the the lack of labor and and servants that are available right. in the process and um, and then you get back and go but he said he would build his church not me and so yes. it's a it's a pretty simple pretty simple place am I going to rest in Ken or am I going to rest in him and yeah. and that red letter in the scripture he didn't say Ken would build his church he said I will build my church amen and so do I believe truth or do I not but but it doesn't mean that I don't wrestle with it. It doesn't mean that there's not, not moments with that, that flesh in Christ battle that just, um, it's just hard, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's those are my breakfasts with Bill. So you know? where is your uh, where is your uh, church meeting currently? We rent space from Alamo Heights Christian Church, uh, right on New Braunfels, sixty four thirty five North New Braunfels, across from Sunset Ridge Plaza. Okay. Um, and right behind the high school there on Broadway, so we sit sure. kind of kind of parallel to Broadway there. Sure, you were uh, over on Harry Wurzbach Road at uh, Garner Middle School for a while, I think. Where we, you, we, yeah. we were. We actually launched out of Alamo Heights Methodist Church on Sunday night for okay. four years, and then felt a need to get to Sunday morning, so we went to Garner for a couple of years, and then the opportunity to to rent space that was more permanent. Um, in the essence that we don't we don't unload a twenty five foot trailer every week and reload it, and we have permanent space that we can utilize. 24 7 we share the tabernacle together and we worship at nine thirty. they worship at 11 mm. uh, but then we can use it for other other things that we need so it's kind of kind of like having your own space mm. without having to come up with you yeah. know seven figures worth of dollars on the front end to <laughs> right. figure out how to make that happen so wow
0: well, that sounds like a blessing for sure, and uh, just a, an evolution, if you will, of the, of the progress that is being made in, in your body, in your fellowship, in your congregation. And uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit more about the 360. Uh, uh, 360 Enrichment Group? Yeah. And it's intriguing to me, if I understand you correctly, you were saying that you actually go into the workplace. We do. And so you work with people in the workplace on their marriages.
1: Absolutely, that sounds the, crazy, doesn't it?
0: It it kind of does. I'm I'm trying to visualize that, and I'm really having a hard time putting my head around it.
1: Yeah. So so 2015. So in one yeah.
0: sense, it's kind of a marketplace ministry, in yeah, the not fact yet. that it's happening in the marketplace. Yeah, not,
1: not in one sense, in all sense. Yes. Yeah. It is exactly that. In in 2015, corporate America lost billions of dollars with the issue related directly to divorce and we can lay the facts and the statistics down there on the table Um, and we do that as a team as we meet with CEOs to begin this process but it's costing them money already the 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 HR departments already have a plan as to hey if you were to walk in and say hey uh, my wife and I are gonna we're not gonna make it we're gonna go through a divorce I just wanted you to know they have a reactive plan They've already, as a, as a team, met and said, we can offer you extra benefits of some, some days away if you need them, we understand, we're gonna walk alongside you, but, but no one's doing anything on the front end. Hey, why don't we just help you before you get there, on purpose, yeah, yeah. And, and they don't realize that the average employee that goes through a divorce misses four weeks of work the year they go through a divorce. That's 160 hours worth of work. Then when they, when they are present, they're not present because they're still wrestling emotionally with all the other things. Absolutely. So there's there's absenteeism, even though they're physically present, their health goes down, their medical needs go up, the premiums of the company go up. And when a company chooses to walk all the way through that process with an employee, they get to the very end and one out of two still walks away because they have new needs in their life. Mm-hmm. They have to pick up kids that they never had to pick up before. Mm-hmm. They, they had a spouse that was the primary income, and now they have to go be their own primary income, so they've got to find another job. They, they've got to move to be closer to family so they can get some help, because they're now the sole caregiver for, the, for their children. Who knows what it is, but a 50% turnover after you've done all that. Mm. Why not help people on the front end?
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and it's a pandemic. In our in our in our nation, right? I mean, uh, yeah, the divorce rate is something like fifty percent.
1: It's it's in that range, depending yeah. on you know what you what you what what statistic choice you choose to use, and so so they're suffering from it. Um, and what we are getting a chance to do, um, our common friend Daryl Lyons has been a client of ours mm. over at PAX Financial, and many mm. other clients here in our city. Um, we're getting a chance to sit down and, and do lunch and learns for the entire company that are just marital tools, how to talk to your spouse about money, how to actually experience resolve in conflict and not just have conflict and agree to walk away and carry the rock with us until we get to the next battle and now I have two rocks to throw in the next battle. Um, you know, all those critical key components how to deal with a blended family, the issues parents cause, how to deal with aging parents, all these things that are well, impacted. Well, we can
0: stop right on the how to deal with a blended family and spend a lot of time right there, right?
1: Oh, wow. And so my wife and I <laughs> are like, 23 years as a blended family. <clears> yeah. So, so that one's a pretty easy one for me to speak yeah, into. Mine too. And that. what
0: I've learned is there's no such thing as a blended family. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, know,
0: well, you know, I mean, based upon what I – my my idea of a blended family was, you know, you, it sounds like you put everything in a mixer and you press the button and it all gets blended up and it comes out one homogenous whole and everything's good. It definitely does not
1: come out one (laughs) homogenous whole, but there are some great skills that, that we can obtain that can help us navigate the various seasons of that early stages of marriage and what that's like dealing with an ex and, and, and how do you deal with um, when they grow up, and the things that are coming down the road, and the teenagers that decide to play both sides of the fence, and I mean all those things are coming. Mm. Well, why not put some tools in the toolbox so that they don't have to impact the health of our marriage? because yeah. it's too important. And yet, so few are proactively doing anything on the front end. So we really enjoy that space that God gives us to speak to the whole company, and then while I'm there, we'll spend the other eight hours a day seeing eight individual clients that sign up through the office, and they come in, and we do one-on-one counseling using an assessment called Prepare and Enrich, which instantly gives us all the data we need so we can jump right into your area of need because the assessment's given us all, all the data. I don't have to ask you how things are going. I know. So if a business leader
0: is listening to this and uh, thinks, wow, this may be something that I'd like to see incorporated in my business, how would they get in touch with you, Ken?
1: They can go to 360enrichment.com. Uh, our contact information is directly available right there, either via email or phone. Um, and we'd love to just sit down. And, and we usually start over over coffee, lunch, or we'll come to your office um, and propose a plan. And we, we've got a system that seems to be working really well at, at finding out if the partnership's the right fit at no cost to the company. Um, and we've now got it down to where the company doesn't pay for anything they don't use. So they're not making a commitment for dollars to spend. That that their their company employees aren't going to be using, um, and and that's good use of my time and our time as well as as a team. I don't I don't want you to pay me to sit in an office if people don't have a need because I'm engaged in too many spaces in my life to to sit in, in an empty space. So it really works really well.
0: Amen. Well, it sounds like a, a an excellent uh, a wise investment for uh, business people to make in their people. You know, I'm always. Uh, Uh, interested uh, to hear people say that in business, that people are their most valuable resource. Mm. But if people really are the most valuable resource, then you're going to invest in people, right? And I don't see a lot of that happening in many businesses. So I hope that uh, there will be those that are listening and that will get in touch with you and uh, make that important investment. Well, before we leave today, I want to uh, give credit and thanks for uh, Ken for being my guest today and taking time to, uh, to share with us uh, about the work that he's doing. But I also want to thank uh, my strategic partners who uh, helped to make this possible. The Joshua Initiative, Jesus Lives in My City, Champions Media, Abba Father's Christian Store, The King Movement, and of course, AM630. I'm Gene Hildebrand. Engage.